Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's crack a beer and get the ball rolling, folks. First and foremost, uh, happy November. I hope everybody had a very safe and a very fun uh, Halloween 2022. Um, but yeah, my God, I I can't believe it's already already November I I remember waking up on uh, Tuesday and looking at my phone I was I looked at my wife I was like holy shit I actually can't believe it's November time has been flying people uh, I can't believe we're about to um, get into what's this the ninth week of the NFL uh, but before we get to the NFL we have a lot uh, to cover a lot of updates uh, for you guys today so without further ado um I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Uh, wanted to finish up what we had in our fridge for uh, just here for the beer for you guys uh, before going to get another haul. Um, but today we are going with new two chicks again. Um, I know we did uh, one of their uh, other drinks. Uh, it's another one of their vodka ones. So a couple weeks ago, I remember we did the uh, the cute tea. I believe that one. I'm looking at the website. That's the vodka with peach cucumber tea and thyme cocktail and i really like that one today we're coming at you with the vodka elderflower and pear cocktail um if my memory serves me right i believe this was one of the original four um that they had when i gosh and i was looking back at this that i know this is for sure the second time we did one i'm pretty sure this is the third time but I just I couldn't find the uh, the third one or the first one we did. So uh, without uh, further ado, um, yeah, tonight we're coming at you um, with uh, the elderflower. So this one is actually known as it's the sparkling vodka fizz. And I got to say, I. I like it. But. I'm trying to kind of remember what that QT one tasted like, and truthfully, I think I, I think I, uh, I think I prefer that one. Um, I don't think this one is bad. I just think, think about um these two chicks vodka drinks, and I would just prefer to have the QT uh over the fizz. Um, so with that, um, I want to say I gave the QT, man, I think it was somewhere in the high sevens low eights um i like the fizz um but i don't think it's as good as the qt so i will go let's go seven one seven one i think seven one uh or seven point one five i think that's a solid number i think um like i said it's it's not bad i would definitely get this flavor again i just think like i said trying to compare oranges to oranges here I think that one, in my opinion, just tastes better. Um, for those that have tried these two, let me know what you think, which one you prefer between the two. And there are a couple of these other ones. I have not tried the tequila ones. I have not tried the vodka cranberry one and the gin one I don't think I have. So um, if you guys have tried those, let me know which one we should do next on the podcast. And um, we'll go from there. Uh, TwoChicksCocktails.com. Um, really nice website. Um, once again, um, women owned, uh, which is awesome. Uh, they're founded and run by 
them. Um, their sparkling canned cocktails are made with real premium spirits, tequila, vodka, whiskey, and gin with fruit and botanicals at 5% alcohol, deliciously designed for any occasion. Um, go check out their website. You can find out where to buy it. You can put in your zip code. They'll tell you the closest place um, to you to get them. And more than anything, go follow them. They're on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, Vimeo, and Pinterest. So with that, uh, let's get into the Tommy Town this week. So um, the men's hockey team is about to take on in a home-and-home series with the number six-ranked Minnesota State Mankato uh, Mavericks um, this weekend. And they're coming off a their second sweep of the season. Um, eight games into the season, they're 2-6-0. And... Um, and I mean, one, two, three, four, four of their games have been decided. Four of their losses have been decided by a goal or two. Two of those losses, uh, the two one goal losses have come in overtime. So this team is definitely, I mean, we've talked about it before, but I think you really look at this team and they're really taking a step in the next direction. Um, I remember last year they played in some tough games, you know, especially early on in the season when St. Cloud State was beating them, you know, two to twelve. Alaska Fairbanks was beating them, you know, seven two. Um, and they were just unfortunately games where they were brand new once again. You know, these teams are good, they're seasoned, and they're scoring a lot. And St. Thomas is just kind of trying to get their feet underneath them, but. Um, Rico Blasi clearly made some uh, steps in the right direction this summer, getting new recruits, whether transfers or incoming freshmen. Um, and I love it. I love it. Like I said, um, you know, and again, early in the season, you look at some of their losses. They're not coming from bad teams. St. Cloud State is a top 10 team right now. Uh, the hockey national development team, I mean, I know they're younger than this team, but that development team literally does nothing but hockey. Um, uh, Penn State's right up there in the top 10, if not 12 or 15 teams. And, um, you know, big way to start off CCHA play, uh, to be able to get us, uh, not only a, uh, split, but to win five to two. I mean, again, you talk about not having moral victories, but at the same time, being able to win by more than a goal is, uh, is a big thing for this Tommy team as they take that next step. So, yeah, so uh, Friday night's game tomorrow night, uh, seven oh seven will be in Mendota Heights. That can be seen on Flow TV dot uh, Flow Hockey rather dot TV, uh, and then Saturday's game will be at six oh seven, and that game will be in Mankato. So that's what we have for the men's team. As for the women's team, excuse me, um, sorry, they uh, they are coming off of a tough tough sweep uh, at the hands of the Huskies. Once again, a very good and talented team, and they have another tough opponent uh, ahead of them this upcoming weekend in the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, you know, it's it's really unfortunate when you look at um, when you look at conferences for men versus women's. For women's hockey, there's just less colleges that have programs. Um, so when you look at the options for the St. Thomas team, there really wasn't that many geographical ones that made sense. So it's just tough for them because to be in the WCHA, I mean, Wisconsin, 
Minnesota State, St. Cloud State, Ohio State, Duluth, Bemidji State, and the the University of Minnesota. I mean, that's what I say, five or six teams. I'm pretty sure four of those teams made the made the playoffs, the national playoffs last year. So, um, you know, once again, they're getting off to a little slower start, one and seven. Um, one of those, um, one of them came in OT, and again. They're closer games this year. Again, not talking about moral victories, but being able to take that next step in the progression of being a Division One hockey school, especially in the state of Minnesota, um, and even in the in, in terms of just women's hockey. Women's hockey, I feel like, has just taken a huge step, even just when the within the last couple of years. So, super excited about this um, hockey team, uh, this women's hockey team. They have a lot of talented. Um, players uh, coming up against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And it's definitely going to help. It's going to be at home. They'll have their uh, home fans cheering them on, getting them all riled up. And um, hopefully they can uh, get a win. And uh, once again, just kind of get some wins here before they go into, um, before we get too far into November. So super excited about the men's and women's hockey teams. Um, like I said, expect some wins here from both of them in the next couple of weeks. Now for my college, excuse me, basketball fans. We are slowly and ever so close to the season being here. Excuse me, uh, this time next week we will have a game both from the men's team and from the women's team to talk about. Um, the women's team, excuse me, is actually traveling to Cedar Falls, Iowa for their season opener against Northern Iowa on Monday, November 7th. That game will be at 5 p.m. and can be seen on ESPN3. So definitely go check that game out. Go give, um, excuse me. Our women, Tommy, some love. And then for the men's team, this team has a tall task ahead of them. Not only are they also opening the season on the road on Monday the 7th, this game will be at 7.30 p.m., will be on FSN 1, and will be taking on the number 9 ranked team in the nation, the Creighton, I think they're the Blue Hawks. Um, So very tall a task ahead of them, but it'll be a great measuring stick. The first game into it, um, just because as of right now, that's the only ranked team that they have on the schedule. So <clears throat> I think outside of conference play, it'll be great for them to see where they stack up against some of these other teams as they start to um, um, start to get uh, both of their uh, second seasons under them. So that is what we have for the basketball team. I don't know about you guys, but I'm super, super, super stoked about college basketball getting back. Um, unfortunately, uh, just a little bit ago, the um, the volleyball team fell three straight sets to South Dakota State starting the weekend. Um, they, they fought hard that first set, and then the Jackrabbits just proved to be too much in sets two and three. Um, and you hate to see it as that's the team's fifth straight loss. Um, they have four games left. <laughs> they have a week. Uh, they got a game in South Dakota against um, 
just uh, University of South Dakota on Saturday. And then their next game won't be until the next Saturday, the 12th. And then they will wrap up uh, two more games after that at home. Um, so tough to see, but hope hope they can kind of string some games together at the end here. Um, the uh, the Tommies uh, tonight were led by Laura Galvin with 12 kills. Carrie Rutledge had 11 digs. Ali Kopp had 12 assists. And Tezra Rudzidis. I can never get her name right. Uh, had three blocks. So congratulations to all them and hope. Excuse me, not sure what that was. Hope they can, um, yeah, like I said, finish the season off with a couple of a uh, couple of wins here. Uh, and then lastly, uh, the St. Thomas football team they got into a shootout with good old San Diego this last weekend uh, to win their excuse me their seventh straight. 49 to 42. Um, but again, good teams find a good uh, way to win. And if that wasn't, excuse me, um, if that wasn't enough after this win, the football team cracked the AFCA top 25 FCS polls. Uh, this team currently riding a seven game winning streak. Um, Excuse me, over including uh, last year's conference co champions, uh, Davidson and San Diego, find themselves number 25 in the poll that was released this last Monday. The Tommies received 69 points this week after collecting 17 points in last week's poll. Um, the FCS top five has, has stayed the same. Um, but it's also worth noting St. Thomas was only one of three Division three teams to finish in top. 20 of D3 polls for 11 consecutive years from 2009 to 2019 with Mount Union, Mary Harden, Baylor. And it now they now join a very short list of teams to be ranked in the top 25 at two different NCAA levels during a five-year span. So huge congratulations to them. Um, certainly hope they can keep um, riding this hot streak. And... Going forward, I mean, I think this kind of solidifies that this team is, you know, probably going to go to the playoffs. You know, they still have three big games ahead of them, and you still got a regardless of the fact that all three of them are lower in the standings. Uh, you still got to go out, and you still got to find ways to win. Um, again, good teams, whether they're close games or uh, or blowouts, find ways to win, and they got to go to uh, Valpo. Uh, this Saturday at one, beat them, um, and then host Stenson on the twelfth, and then go back to in uh, Indiana to take on uh, Butler to wrap up the season. So <clears throat> another, you know, once again another three teams that they should win, but you still gotta go get it done. Super excited for this team, um, and uh, yeah, honestly can't wait to see how far this team goes. Um, it's it's exciting to see them thriving this early in their FCS career, um, but I think we've talked about it the um, at the beginning of the year. I think if this if this type of play for them um, continues, I think it's only a matter of time until they outgrow the Pioneer Football League. Whether it's them wanting to play tougher opponents or you know, a Mayak situation. Um, 
But yeah, I'm willing to bet, including this year, within the next five years, they'll probably try to find a different conference. Um, but um, yeah, all, all good things on the football side and certainly can't wait to see uh, what this team does next. Now, uh, moving on to the professional sports side, there's really no um, news on the twin side. Um, I saw something this last week that I was hesitant about even bringing up on this podcast or not, but I will say it. Um, I've seen two, three, maybe four reports that have said the Twins are a dark horse to sign Aaron Judge, and now a lot of you may be thinking, well, Jack, you know, what the hell? Like, why wouldn't you want to talk about that? Well, it's it's just a typical Minnesota shit. Like, yeah, you know, we're always... I feel like we're always a dark horse to kind of get anybody, but it's, I think it's kind of stupid to kind of mess with people like a guy like Aaron judge. He wants to be in a big market, whether that's LA Dodgers, whether it's, you know, the crosstown rival, the Mets, the Yankees, Miami, like he wants to go to a big market to build his brand. Um, so I think, you know, part of me can't help but think, oh, you know, they're effing with us because they want to get our hopes up and then, oh, my gosh, you know, we're going to crumble and, you know, be super sad and, you know, upset when we don't get them. When the fact of the matter is I I, I don't care one way or another and I'm not going to be heartbroken and, you know, I, um, I'm i going to wait to see where he signs. So not super worried about it. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're at there. Um, the – Excuse me. The uh, Houston Astros are currently um, leading in Game Five of the uh, Excuse me of the World Series over the Philadelphia Phillies right now. The series is actually tied two games apiece, um, and looks like they're in what the fifth inning or so. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, sixth inning. So they're holding on to like a close two to one lead. Um, so we'll see how that goes um, for those interested. And then on the soccer or football side of things, um, the Nat, the championship game for the MLS is uh, slated for 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday uh, on November 5th. And that will be between LAFC and Philadelphia Union. Um, congratulations to both teams, obviously making it that far, excuse me. Um, so now for, um, hockey, we actually have something other than the wild to talk about, um, tonight, even though they just finished up and lost to the Kraken, but by the next podcast, we will have white cap hockey to talk about. As the Minnesota Whitecaps are getting set for their season opening game on Saturday, November 5th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Excuse me. Uh, Super excited about that. Um, For those that do not um, remember, it's very similar to college hockey where they play uh, twice in a weekend um, and then, you know, have somebody next. So the second of two games will be on Sunday at 10 a.m. 
Central Standard Time on the 6th, and then they'll actually have a weekend off before <coughs> excuse me, coming home and having their home opener against the Boston Pride. So uh, excited to have a white cap hockey back. It feels like it's been forever. Um, but though for those white cap fans, um, it is coming back. So, yes, uh, super exciting things. As for the Wild, like I said, unfortunately fell to the Kraken tonight, 0-4. to four, But um, once again, um, lots of things to uh, – to uh, to be happy about like i said you know that that five game um that five game uh road you know away streak that they had they came away with points in four of the five games and were 3-1-1 on the road and then came back and beat the canadians um you know again super early in the series but season sorry but just like that, they're right back in the thick of things. Even with this loss tonight, they got 11 points. Um, they're right behind Chicago, who has 12, who we've already beaten. Um, what, no, yeah, just once. I thought maybe twice. Um, Winnipeg and Dallas are the only other teams that are above us, but we haven't really played that many um, division games yet, so it's kind of tough to see how we compare to against a lot of these teams yet. Excuse me, um, but we're just gonna have to uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, it was really nice this last week. It 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 blew my mind. Excuse me, it blew my mind that we had to wait ten games to see Marco Rossi's first point, not even first goal, first point. Uh, so a little you know slow start for him, but <coughs> excuse me, um, you know you look up and down the stat sheet and. I mean, already have three guys that have 10 points or more. Boldy's already stepping up and showing that, you know, one of my bold predictions, he was going to take the place of uh, Kevin Fiala, which is awesome. And uh, Joel Erickson back with nine, nine points. And then on the same side of things, we got Kirill already with eight goals, Boldy with six, Zuccarello with five, uh, Joel Erickson with four, and then Duhame Shaw and Steele of all people actually with uh, – Two apiece. Um, you know, so yeah, you know, obviously the wild, you know, still gotta figure things out and gotta be more efficient on the power play and you know, do well on the penalty kill, which has kind of been, you know, here and there so far to start off the young season, but they'll get there and um, you know, again, super, super excited to uh kind of see this play out um they're about to hit the road again for another quick game three games here um before coming back home for uh a single game so uh tuesday they're actually off for a couple nights so tuesday on the 8th they'll be in la for a 9 30 game the next night they'll be in anaheim for a 9 p.m game and then um those are the only two games that they'll have between now and the next podcast so Excuse me, that is what we have uh, for you guys tonight on the Wild. And then, truthfully, this, this Minnesota Wolves team has um, gotten off, off to a, you know, lackluster, you know, start. Um, again, I think it's too early to press the panic button just simply because of, uh, just simply because of, um, 
you know, again, long season. Yeah, they've all, yeah, you know, they've played, you know, already a couple teams and within our division. Um, and they've lost, you know, I mean, truthfully, if you want my opinion, we should realistically only be, what's that, 7-1 right now. The only game we should have actually deserved to lose, or two of them, we should have lost the Suns game. The Suns are just a better team, and they outplayed us. And then um, that first Spurs game, that was just a very lackluster game. You know, the second one, they just happened to outplay us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, I think – I think a lot of people were kind of torn. A lot of people kind of either figured, okay, the beginning of the season, there's going to be a lot of um, people either felt like, okay, it's going to take a little while for this team to kind of gel with Gobert, with some of these new faces. And a lot of people just kind of figured we'd hit the ground running. So, you know, I mean, again, I I, I don't think it's the end of the world that we're starting off four and four. Now we have a little bit of a tough stretch coming up here. Um, oh, no, not so much. I mean, they got um, Milwaukee tomorrow night, and then they host Houston. Then they host New York. Then they, <clears throat> then Phoenix will come to town before the next podcast. <clears throat> um, and then they'll hit the road for a four-game uh, road trip. But, um, you know, I mean, again, I'm hopeful for this team. Anthony Edwards has looked good for the most part Gobert has looked I mean unbelievable I mean eight games into it um he's been our top rebounder <coughs> excuse me uh six out of the eight times um it seems like Russell is D'Angelo Russell's been kind of a bit of a roller coaster to start off this season but um but hey you know you kind of come to expect that from D'Angelo Russell so Again, you know, this Timberwolves team, it's it's early in the season, but um it should uh it should be a good one. Um so now for the final segment of the night, uh before we got too much into the Vikings or my locks, my upsets, anything like that. Um did want to come to you guys and give a couple shout outs uh through week eight. Mm. Um, the top people in the group, we got Andre the Giant, uh, if you're listening, his leading <clears throat> the entire group with 690 points. Uh, Jay Husey, 77, is right behind him with 680. And then Mac Dizzle and Chief Keef are both right up there as well with 670 points. And then rounding out the top five, we got Jander Nuts <laughs> with six. 60 and then even um even uh six places right up there too with 650 so uh congratulations to all you guys um for doing this hot uh eight you know weeks in or so uh love to see it uh once again thank you for all of you um even the ones i didn't list off uh you know keep going uh who knows what can happen but again just want to show love for everybody that um uh, makes uh, doing this uh, a little more enjoyable and uh, and fun. So, um, yeah, just wanted to give a quick shout out to you guys. And now, excuse me, on to the <clears throat> Vikings winning yet another one possession game this last weekend over <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, 
again, a win's a win. You know, it it doesn't matter if you win by fifty or win by one. Mm. It's a win. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it's uh, obviously it's a uh, you know, a game like that felt like it wasn't as close. But once again, you know, it's it's good to uh, it's good to get the dub and feel like you got a good team. And then on top of that, uh, the Vikings trading for TJ Hawkinson, <clears throat> man, um, I think that's amazing. I think he's going to make an immediate impact. I think he's a stud. We completely robbed Detroit of that. Uh, Detroit of that trade, and I can't believe we got him for what we sent over there. Um, but yeah, I I think he's going to be a stud for us. Um, and I'm excited to see him in a Vikings uniform this uh, next weekend. So. With that, why don't we just jump right into it, guys? Um, for this Commanders game, they got us as three and a half point favorites. Um, I'm just gonna jump right into it. Bold predictions. I think T.J. Hawkinson is going to make his presence known immediately. I think this weekend against the Commanders, he scores his first TD as a Viking. Um, and, you know, I tried to get, you know, I know some of my bold predictions, you know, some have been bolder than others uh, throughout the season. Um, but I think when I look at my picks, I've been making when I try to get too fancy with them is when they don't hit. On the defensive side of thing, I think uh, I think um, Zadarius Smith is going to keep doing his thing. I think he's going to not only get uh, and register one sack, but I think he's also going to get at least one tackle for yards. Um, he's on a no another level this season. He is um, first in the NFL with tackles for loss with 13 and tied for first with eight and a half sacks. The best part about it, 11.4 um, of his million uh, of his 14.7 million dollar contract this year, uh, the Green Bay Packers are paying him which is pretty fucking awesome. So that's what I anticipate happened this weekend. Once again, <clears throat> I'd love to see this game be, you know, 34 to 20 or to 21 um, in our favor. But once again, I think it's going to be kind of a close game. I think um, I think it'll be a, tw a 35 to 35 to 30 game. Uh, we're going to win. So, excuse me. Um, with that, my upset of the week this week might shock you guys. I got the Detroit Lions beating the Green Bay Packers. Um, and I think by Detroit beating them this week, I think that may be the point where the uh, Green Bay Packers throw in the towel and try to play for next year. Um, they they don't look good. A lot of people say, you know, they lost to a good team. They did, but they did not look good at all. Um, they're currently in the midst of losing losing four straight, and I think if they lose to the Lions, there's a legitimate chance they will go on to lose five, six, seven, eight games straight because they got the Lions, and then they host the Cowboys and Titans and then go to the Eagles. All three of those teams are <clears throat> are playing, excuse me, very good football right now. Um, 
And then on the other side of things, um, for the lock, I got the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they're one point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars are back home after losing to the Broncos in London. Um, and I think that's just going to affect this Jacksonville team. I don't think the Raiders <coughs> are phenomenal, but I think with that one point, I got them winning the game. Oh, sorry. So I got the the Lions beating the Packers 31-27, to and then um, this Raiders team uh, will be victorious 24-20 to over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So wanted to uh, keep this uh, relatively short for you guys tonight. So once again, love you guys. Thanks for all the continued uh, support. Thank you for um, participating in the Pick'em Challenge. Keep them going. Let's see who ends up winning this and getting some merch. So with that, I'm going to leave you guys with remember this podcast about you guys, the listeners. If you have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer, please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram handles are at miniweekend. And email is miniweekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions as well. Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter where there are giveaways and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. And lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes out. Until next time, Mini.